This episode of Hold My Popcorn is brought to you by the Podcoin app, which is the podcast player that pays. Currently right now, if you type in the promo code POPCORN, you'll receive 300 Podcoin credits for just signing up. So go to the Podcoin app today, download it on your iPad, iPhone, Android, whatever, and start reaping all the benefits. And now on to Any Given Sunday. I think I might have the least amount of notes for any movie that we've watched so far because this fucking movie was ridiculous. I I, I, I just found found it so hard to like I don't know to critique it because yeah, everything was bad. <laughs> hey. Hello and welcome to a new Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. As always, I'm Maxie in Nashville, and in Boston we have Tim Begin. How are you, Timmy? Um. Slowly dying, Max. <laughs> Aren't we all? But uh, otherwise, doing well. And in Maine, we got Bill Dooley. Are you dying too, Bill? Always. Really looking forward to it, actually. I oh. got that real millennial mentality of just waiting for the, the sweet, sweet release of death. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I am looking forward to the start of football season. It's really the one sport that I still take the time to pay attention to. So, uh, yay, Patriots. Yeah, so, so you're living for football, huh? Yeah, you you could say that, sure. Unlike all the football players who are dying because they're playing <laughs> football. Well, Bill, would you say you're living La Vida Loca? <laughs> Tim, you know I would. It's yeah. my it's my MySpace status. <laughs> <laughs> He's on my top eight. <laughs> oh my god, Ricky, Ricky, come back to us. We didn't deserve him. <laughs> and in California, we have the internet challenged John Inoshak hopefully fixed it this week. How are you, John? So I would ask that you introduce me from now on um, as the Sacramento masturbator. <laughs> okay. And um, in uh, California, we have the Sacramento <laughs> masturbator, John Anoshak. Hey, guys, I just got back from under an overpass. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, uh, all the brown grass, it really cuts and itches in all the wrong way. <laughs> Derek, when did you move to Sacramento? <laughs> Hey, y'all, y'all ever masturbated underneath an overpass and then thrown it out of cars and driving by? It's bananas. It's fucking bananas. Uh, so John's fine. living the YOLO lifestyle. Yeah, so funny story, I actually reside in YOLO County. Wow. <laughs> it's so terrible. Jesus. Changed after the uh, 2012 Fed. I also would have attributed that to 2012. That's interesting. Mm. Mm. I picked a I picked a year out of the top of my head there. That's the one I was thinking of. That's why I thought it was interesting, Tim. Yeah. Jesus, move on. I just no, I was say, I was anyways. <laughs> I blame the Mayans. Fucking yeah, Mayans. the fuck is up with that? Up. Why couldn't Why couldn't the world end? Why did they have to get that wrong? Get everyone's hopes up. I know, everyone on this podcast wants to die already anyway. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just happy masturbating underneath overpasses. So. <laughs> I'm just quietly jerking off over here. Well, let's be honest. That'll eventually lead to death. I hear it's going uh, to some, There's going to be some drifter, you know, who comes along. Doesn't like the cut of your jib. <laughs> How would you define a jib? <laughs> it looks like a penis. <laughs> 
uh, kind of <laughs> cockish, if you will. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. with the, the NFL season now underway, our new miniseries of the month of September is going to be a football-themed one for Hold My Popcorn. And to kick it off, get it, guys? Hey, I don't get it. <laughs> Tim gets it. We watched Oliver Stone's Any Given Sunday from the year 1999 and starring probably the biggest cast we have ever covered to date. So, boys, I'm going to just do a quick little bio of the biggest characters in this movie because there's a shit ton to cover. So this might take a quick minute, okay? Go for it. Okay. okay. All right, good. Yeah, Bill's just going to drink himself to death in the meanwhile. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, it is correct. So we got Al Pacino as the washed-up legendary coach, Tony D'Amato who's partially based off of Tom Landry. Jamie Foxx as Steeman Willie Beeman, the talented third-string quarterback with a chip on his shoulder. Cameron Diaz as the owner and GM of the Sharks, who inherited the team from her father. And character was mainly based off of Jerry Jones. I'm not even going to pronounce her last name because everyone in this movie mispronounces it anyway. Uh, got Dennis Quaid as Jack Cap Rooney, the two-time Pantheon Cup champion, who has a similar career to Troy Aikman. James Woods as Dr. Harvey Mandrake, the corrupt team physician who is based off of a former Oakland Raiders head doctor. L. Cool J as Julian Jamin Washington. It's going to take a while. The overpriced and selfish running back, Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor as Luther Shark LeVay. He's pretty much LT in this, but instead of having a drug problem, he just has a billion concussions. More on that in the next episode. Three more guys. So and then we got Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown as a defensive coordinator who trains his players like fighting pit bulls. And uh, actually, we got one more. So lastly, we got uh, Aaron Eckhart as offensive coordinator Nick Crozier, a.k.a. Lane Kiffin, who was hired to modernize a playbook and is the next coach in line. Woo! All right. Woo. So uh, just as a heads up, guys, um, I own this on Blu-ray, but I own the director's cut. So some of the stuff that I saw might be different because Oliver Stone cut out 12 minutes of footage and then he added six new minutes. So the director's cut is actually six minutes shorter. Max, what? I'm, what? I'm concerned for your mental stability. Why do you own this movie in any capacity? <laughs> it's, it's a, Bill, it's an important question. I would say it's the only question. Because <laughs> I bought it for $3. Ooh, oh, wow. get it Knoxville? $3 too much. Yes, <laughs> McKay's in Knoxville. Ah, McKay's. You should get them to sponsor the podcast. They should. They, I mean, they kind of sponsor Nikki's organization. She got them to sponsor that one, so I probably should. Dude, uh, selling used books to McKay's like got me all of my fucking beer money in college. And by beer yeah. money, I mean jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, just get into this. So uh, a little background before we dive in. So... This movie is a combination of four different scripts and was delayed four times. Originally, it was going to be premiering in April of 1998, but it didn't come out until the end of December of 1999. Uh, the NFL was initially helping Stone with the movie and gave him a bunch of NFL film video, but then they realized what the movie was about, so then they just disowned the whole thing. So then Stone had to go back and make a fictional league, uh, which is kind of funny because this movie like shockingly holds up with all the concussion cover-ups and racism in the front office. So you can say that they're really just tackling some hot relevant topics here today. So I'm going to say that this is the movie that made me realize that Oliver Stone is not a good filmmaker. <laughs> like he gets a lot of acclaim. And I think it's just because he's a fucking insane person. 
Well, he started off hot. I mean, his first, I think the first thing he ever did was uh, Midnight Express. So he, he won um, his best screenplay. And it's like his first movie. He wrote Scarface. And then he did Platoon, Born on the Fourth of July, JFK. So he kind of had like a blank check to do whatever he wanted. And then he's like, all right, now I'm going to ruin my career. Just here's a bunch of shit with a bunch of weird edits. Yeah, but Born on the Fourth of July and JFK weren't good movies either. Yeah, but uh, they were just, popular. He also had Kevin... Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers is fucking batshit crazy. I'm and now, now all he does is just walk around telling people that like JFK got butt fucked by aliens. That's why he's not around anymore. <laughs> well, it's a lot better than getting shot in the head. If you ask me, no, it's a good point. <laughs> I would rather be butt fucked by aliens, but I'm just telling you, it's probably not historically accurate. <laughs> he got butt fucked by aliens back into the left. Alternative facts. He pretty much has that. I mean, he have you guys seen uh, Oliver Stone's History? That's on Netflix. Yeah. No, <laughs> I have not. Yeah. He has like a 12-hour documentary on um, American, you know, foreign policy since World War II. Huh. Interesting, actually. It's not, it's actually not crazy. It's all real footage. Oh, oh, all right. He narrates it. I I thought that's where Tim got his his butt-fucking JFK thing from, and it was just absolutely insane. No, he he is absolutely insane. I remember on one of those things on the Netflix show, he was just like, yeah, well, you know, if the Russians weren't in the war the allies wouldn't have won and that he made that like a profound point and my, I remember my dad telling me that he's like well yeah the Russians actually won the war and I'm like yes dad if things were different things would end up different that's correct <laughs> <laughs> what a profound point Oliver's chin that could take out a fucking eye it, it is really aggressive he's also got an outrageous amount of space in between his eyebrows and I mean, I know that's coming from a person that essentially has a unibrow, but this is, that's not normal. That's definitely not normal. It's really not. It's two caterpillars that are running away from each other and it's yeah. just. I, yeah. Yeah. God, he's an odd well, looking person. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll just give him, I'll cut him some slack. He was in Vietnam. I think he was a, like a wounded vet from Vietnam. So I think, I don't think he's all there. And he loved cocaine for a long time. All right, now you're starting to get me back on board. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking, all right. No, but that said, I mean, the editing of this movie makes you feel like you have a concussion because there were over 3,000 cuts in this movie. Oh, my God, it was fucking painful. It's disorienting. I yeah. have This movie is essentially like what I would imagine meth for two years straight would be like. <laughs> I think, this is, Tim, it's just it's cocaine with steroids, which is what everyone's on in this movie. I think yeah, he's I doing mean, a pretty good job, actually. I feel like cocaine and steroids is just meth, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 on the same page with you. the The main problem I had with this movie is how why are there so many cuts to just flying shots over the city? There's a million of them. Every twenty seconds, there's just like oh, change scenes. Shot of Miami, going into change like locations. I don't understand it. He's trying to keep it for posterity because Miami's going to be gone in five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's for future uh. generations. It's like keeping pictures of the gorillas in the Congo. Like people got to know <laughs> what it looked like because they going, they gone. Yeah. All right, let's get into the movie. So. It opens up with tribal musical along with a quote by Vince Lombardi. This thunder and lightning strikes the shadows of the gridiron as he cut the game day with an aging legend, Jap- 
Jack Cap Rooney getting injured. Then his backup gives up a fumble touchdown, and the Sharks are in trouble. <laughs> so you get right off the bat, you get a, you get a lot of what would now be very illegal hits. Just, oh my you know, god! Just absolutely not okay. The way they just de- demolish both quarterbacks at the knees and at the head. I mean, yep. I was just sitting there, be like, "That's that's a penalty. That's a penalty. Can't do that." A lot of Chris Dawson hits. <laughs> <laughs> Blocking the back, Dawson. Yeah, I remember watching this in high school and asking my buddy who showed it to me. I was like, "Is this supposed to depict like what the XFL was?" Right. I that's a, that's what was my initial thought too. I was like, "This is is this the XFL?" Yeah, is no, it real? NFL like blitz? Yeah, NFL blitz. I mean, you got face paint, you've got titties bouncing, and biceps that are larger than the law allows. It, it just. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that this is our first Pacino movie, but it's our second Jim Brown movie. Oh God, I can't. I just Jim Brown is an important historical figure. He's an important <laughs> civil rights figure. And he just sullies everything, <laughs> everything by being in these fucking dumbass movies. I think he was fucking magical in this. I have to oh, say he was the best person in this movie. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, he was, he was the best it. person in this movie. <laughs> but mean, it just really disheartens me that he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> the man needed money. OK, the man needed money. That's true. I mean, yes, he got sense. paid $20 to be in the NFL and ruined his body. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, still, favorite quote of all time is about the stroke. That's in the, is that in this one? We'll yeah. Get, yeah, it is. We'll get into that later. We'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you have that one, John. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, and so then star, the backup court. Yep. Well, I was just going to say, and a star 38-year-old quarterback. I mean, who does this guy think he is? Tom Brady? Yeah, he, come he on. Shouldn't be, come on, this is ridiculous. What is he still yeah. doing playing? That's right. Yeah. I, th- I think he actually is pretty similar to Troy Aikman, though, with all the concussions and winning two Super Bowls and then just being, like, brain dead for your last <laughs> season playing. That makes sense. Yeah. He pretty much says the same thing, I think, later on. He's like, I got patches in my memory. I can't remember things anymore. It's I can't hold a spoon. It's like, ah, oh, it's Troy Aikman. <laughs> Every Sunday in Fox. I wonder if his wife was evil, like just an evil demon she-witch, just scorpion yeah, right. woman. Lady Macbeth. Troy Aikman's wife? Yeah, just like I would imagine that like most NFL wives are fairly evil. You think? Except for Giselle. (laughs) Who's Giselle? Oh, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. (laughs) Just saying that's just if I were to. Okay, we're moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, you know, the the backup quarterback gets hurt and then. Love James. You introduced uh, by you know to James Woods like immediately him just being a fucking raging asshole. I love you. What he fall off the bench? Yeah, he fell off the bench. <laughs> Such a great line. All right, Caps, walk it off. He's like, I can't. All right, come on, don't be a pussy. Walk it off. As a doctor. Talk about a guy who's been literally been blackballed by all of Hollywood for being an absolute shithead. That's a crazy right wing. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Oh yeah. yeah, you should look at his Twitter. It's insane. That's too bad. He was he was terrific in Hercules. That's what Nikki said watching this movie. She said, like, "Why is what's Hades doing in this movie?" It's his best role by far. Oh yeah, easily, easily. So but I mean, shit. He's fucking. That's why Family Guy takes fucking pot shots at him consistently in every every season. It's a fucking yeah, nutcase. He came on too. <laughs> he actually played himself. <laughs> I mean, shit. I'd fuck him. Um, so now you have the deer in headlights, third string quarterback, Willie Beeman, played by Jamie Foxx. 
uh, who wasn't even aware of the situation, gets the call to get into the game and immediately throws up on the field. <laughs> I love this as the Just, motif throughout the entire film, which we will obviously talk about. But yeah, <laughs> I think so. This scene before he gets on, though, I think Stone does a good job of just showing why Fox is panicking. Because he got all this chaos and noises from the crowd in the field. And then he also got like Aaron Eckhart yelling into his helmet and Pacino's trying to talk to him all at the same time. And he's just like, what the fuck's happening? All right. I, 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 I agree with you. Like you it would th- at that point in the movie, that definitely felt like a, a great depiction of why you would be like panicking, why he'd be feeling the way he was to the point where he'd throw up. Except the whole rest of the movie was like that. So, mm. you know, Five minutes in, I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty good. And then, like, 35 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is just a seizure for for two and a half hours. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I mean, the, kudos to you, Bill, for actually watching this entire movie in one sitting. Because there's absolutely <laughs> no way in hell I could ever do it. Dear God, Bill. This thing, How could you get uh, through this? I am a glutton tough. for punishment. It gave me so much anxiety. Like, the first scene gave me so much anxiety. I was like, Stop. I need all this noise to stop. <laughs> like I had to go for a walk afterwards. I was like, you don't give me a migraine. I mean, I had a legitimate yeah. bad headache. I had to take Advil after watching this. It was really like really disturbing. It was might be the most disturbed movie we've done. <laughs> and we did that movie where there's a guy with a dick, a razor dick. <laughs> razor cock. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite. Yeah, we did a movie in which a girl got lit on fire. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And they showed Even it close to be as disturbing as this. Oh, God, not as disturbing as having to watch Nick Cage Jesus. <laughs> for oh, a month straight. Yeah. See it. Can I, uh, can I ask a question? There yeah. was a quote that I was confused about and I, I'm hoping somebody can clarify this for me. What does there's no atheists in Fox foxholes mean? That, um, people in foxholes, um, yeah, they're praying because the shell yeah, could fall finding, on them. They're finding Jesus in yeah. their moment yeah. of yeah. possible death. Oh, because yeah. they're going to die, they're now turning to God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, I mean, that, case, that makes you know. sense, but I still don't see how it fits to the scene. But that's fine. It's, yeah. it's just Oliver Stone just using, he's like, ah, I should have had that in Platoon. I'll, put, I'll do it in my football movie. <laughs> <laughs> Vietnam, dude. Vietnam. <laughs> saying. So. I read an article and some this, this it was from like 1999. This reporter went on set and he said the first thing Stone said when he walked up onto the field was "Welcome to Vietnam," and the reporter was like, "What?" <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Yeah. I will. He's an insane person. That's why he can depict CTE so well because he probably has it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. Like the amount of prep they did in this movie, though, because they had like full scrimmages and they had cuts. Like they had over a hundred people trying out for the team, and like the entire team is like either um, arena football, like XFL, and Canadian football players. So it's the really? football play actually looks pretty legit because they're all professional football players. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. It's it's not it's not the worst. It that that's for sure. It's it's not that bad. No, but right. I, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say the guy who uh, the the stunt double for uh, for Cap Rooney on that hit, he like nearly, I guess, like he partially tore his like MCL and ACL on that hit. Totally, they, he, he totally worth hit. it. <laughs> yeah. God. Ugh. Okay, so He's screaming in agony, they're out there going like, "Use it, do it again." <laughs> Okay, so what's wor- what's worse as a director, allowing one of your extras to literally just to shatter his entire knee as it, it was constructed, or as Quentin Tarantino did, 
physically choking out one of your actresses <laughs> just because you needed the good shot. Is this yeah. in today's culture or back then? Well, what's back then? This was made in like what? Fucking 99. 99? Yeah, 99 is basically 2000s. The world I mean, shit's then. changed, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, Coke's a lot more expensive. I mean, <laughs> I would definitely say that uh, hurting the guy's leg is way worse because choking the bitch out got a good scene. That's just good scene. <laughs> good cinematography always wins out. Bill makes good points. You know, some people like to be choked for certain satisfactions. Also true. It looks like I'm on Team Bill again today, so it's going to be a rough ride, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah! Woo! All right, so you cut the halftime, and you get to see all the high-energy madness with the offensive and defensive adjustment meetings that go along with Team Dr. James Woods just being an arrogant prick, telling Dennis Quaid that his pulled disc in his back is just a bruise. <laughs> Got the test results back, just a bruise. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love James in this movie. He's, he's, he, he was perfectly he's awesome. cast. He was he perfectly is, he cast. Is. He really nails that character so well. So, again, that Oakland Raider trainer, his biography was titled Just a Bruise. Because he used to do that shit. Oh, my God. I'm sure that happened all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. So that that's the whole thing. It was like his movie, the the trainer was a separate movie, and Oliver Stone kind of like absorbed it and then just brought in James Woods to play that character for this movie instead. So then you see Pacino in his first screaming pep talk that gets the team all pumped up. Wah, 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 wah. That, that's every fucking speech that he does. It's all about inches. It's a game of inches. Ah, who's got me a fucking spaghetti meatball over here? I mean, that's going to be entire. <laughs> Here's what I want to say. I don't like how nice Pacino is in this movie. Like, he doesn't ream anybody out, really. You know what I mean? He's, kind, he's, of, like the first... he's kind of pathetic, really. He's like yeah. a defeated man. You know, he's lost yeah. his family. He drinks too much. He loves hookers. Loves hookers. So much that he pays mm, them with a I check. I don't see the problem. <laughs> you know it's what's, a problem. What's when, wrong with his life? When you, no, when no, you're... no, no, no. No, he no. Doesn't, he doesn't love hookers as in, like, he, he sees the value in paying a woman for her time. He falls in love with hookers. That's a problem, too. Yeah. That's never a yeah. good thing. You guys keep saying this, and I just don't understand. <laughs> so they love me. I know it's a problem when you start writing checks to hookers. <laughs> when you were like, "Hey, man, if they take them, <laughs> Jesus Christ!" All right, do you do take check? <laughs> I'd like to uh, pursue this. Uh, something else, you know, uh, no money. Oh, no, sweetie. I just kind of want to blow you and get it over with, and let's just go. What happened to the good old days when people carried around a checkbook? I think I should start carrying a checkbook more often, just in case. Start writing checks for like a quarter. Exactly. <laughs> Here you right. are, sir. <laughs> Write a check at the grocery store, see if it works at a vending machine. I think that'd be a great idea. Well, I will say, if you ever happen to hit rock bottom and you go completely broke, if you write a check to the grocery store and you know you're going to be paid in like 48 hours, you'll be good. It won't bounce. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Yep. I can just imagine now Bill just using a check and just sliding it into like the, the cash part of uh, like a vending machine over and over again. Just hitting it. <laughs> I said a dollar. <laughs> I just imagine Bill trying to recreate Catch Me If You Can, but not working out very well. It's not the 50s anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> no, if you, the internet. if you ever get famous, pay for like restaurant bills, everything in checks. 
Salvador Dali used to do that shit because yeah. he'd write the check and he'd say, you're not going to cash it because my signature's worth too much or my autograph's worth too much. He wouldn't even use a check, though. He would just, like, sign a napkin and then he'd leave and be like, this is worth more than my bill. <laughs> Fucking prick. Okay, so back on the field, Beeman's still rattled until Pacino calls timeout and gives him a little racist-filled pep talk about him making the last throw in the hood before his mama rings a dinner bell. Oh, my God. And then he... Which uh, pays off because then he makes a great throw for a touchdown. Yeah, it it works. That's that's good. That <laughs> I like this. Fox just goes, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I have I have no issue. I don't understand what the the issue is. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to relate to the guy. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable that whole scene, but that's <laughs> that's fine. I have no comment. <laughs> okay, good. Moving on. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the same time, we introduce the Sharks owner, Cameron Diaz, micromanaging every aspect of the game to the extent that she's yelling at Aaron Eckhart for play calling during the game. I thought she was a perfect fit for a shitty ass GM. She kind of remind me of uh, Steinbrenner, like just being a yeah. fucking asshole. I mean, consistently. I mean, when you get to the scene where, where uh, Pacino and her are talking and she's like kind of laying down the cold, hard facts, like I kind of agree with everything she's saying. I feel like she's coming yeah. at it from a pretty pure, pretty purely analytical standpoint, and and it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I I can get into that in a sec too. Um, so also, you know, as far as just play calling goes, Pacino runs the same play three times in a row with El Cool J fumbling the ball for a touchdown, and the Sharks lose the fourth straight. A Jim Sullivan special. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Too old. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, and they HB also got. The the very first play with the the first the first backup quarterback that gets hurt, they have him throw. You always have him hand off on the first play just to give him yeah. get his feet under. There was there was a lot of terrible play calling going on. I like to the Pacino's goes, nah, I know this coach. It's like yeah, th- that coach knows you too. So the coach just goes, he's running the same play. <laughs> well, wasn't like Beeman just yelling, same play, same play, same play? So everyone in that stadium heard. I think him. the defense was. Eh, maybe I don't know. I know Beeman was yelling back to the sideline like in a questioning manner, like. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he was. Yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah. He's like same play. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So after this, you know, Pacino he talks to a screaming Dennis Quaid in his bedroom and he says that he'll be ready for the playoffs. Another uh, good line too with Quaid just screaming for more uh, morphine. More food. A football player. <laughs> They're gonna pump up the volume. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Quaid is the ultimate lovable asshole. In any yes. role he plays, you're always just like, dude, fuck you. Like, but I love you. God damn. He's got that childish grin. It's like, ah, never mind. <laughs> I especially like that movie he just made where he abused dogs. <laughs> oh. oh boy. What movie was this? Uh, like a dog's wish or whatever. I don't know. All some dogs go to movie. heaven. Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> no, it's this it's this whole movie about dogs and how everyone, you know, how dogs are these amazing creatures. And then ironically, it comes out that they were like abusing dogs during the making of oh. it, well, which is just hilarious. So, so uh, I have not seen this, but I unfortunately read the book and it's about like a like a dog is like basically reincarnated to it, lives multiple lives and ends up back with the original owner. And apparently in the filming, they basically like they basically drowned a dog in a scene where That's they wanted right. where they wanted a dog to like be going through churning rivers and in the danger of like almost drowning. They basically almost drowned a dog. So that that wasn't a gr- great look for the demographic that they were targeting for that movie. 
No. No. Can we not do that movie on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get to do a dead dog. You do a mini episode of just the drowning scene. You get to watch a dog die. Like, (laughs) Max, cut this shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, let's just move on. Okay. Five minutes later. So, you also have Elizabeth... Fuck. So, you also have Elizabeth Berkeley, (laughs) a.k.a. Jesse from Saved by the Bell, who is uh, the star showgirls graduating to a high-end hooker in this movie. That was the woman from uh, from yep. Saved by the Bell. Oh, yep. thank you. Yep. I'm so happy you said that. She yep. went from Saved by the Bell to I'll do anything where I don't have clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes vagina. checks. She takes checks. That's great. Good for her. Yeah, like a pro. You're going to go through some fucking bullshit payment vendor and have to pay 3.5% and 49 cents. Well, especially when they're professional football players. You know they're good for it. I'm not speaking from experience, of course. That's, I mean. <laughs> You're not a professional football player, but you've had your fair share of hookers. Well, I've not had. <laughs> Look, this is unimportant. What I do for a side job for a little extra spending money is none of your business, man. I'm leaving it in, Bill. <laughs> so how loud does, uh, is your piss stream when you're in the bathroom? Baby quiet. All right. Well, you're okay. No, he, he's, he's not a hooker, Max. He's not a hooker. I think he pays for them. Okay, so let it be known that if you <laughs> if you buy four hookers south of the Mason Dixon line, you could pay three hundred dollars. You can talk them down. You can. Let's move on because we're not going to get into that. Story. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! All right. Um. So the following morning, <laughs> this is where you get the hungover Pacino just getting summoned to Cameron Diaz's house. And he gets chewed out for just being washed up and threatening not to resign him at the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, so you guys want to talk a little bit about just Cameron Diaz as an owner? So she 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 knows how to do the, the politics bit. I mean, she's chewing out the mayor at a big fundraiser about how their stadium's falling apart and we're losing a ton of fucking money, you know, like that kind of thing, which makes sense considering that the old stadium in Washington, D.C., you literally can see where chunks of concrete have fallen off of the structure. So I've seen what happened. So she, she, her heart's in the right place. She's trying to run a business, right? I like the character. I hate the cat. I hate her in the character in this role really she's not i hate cameron diaz in this role she's not believable you could you could have found so many better people to do this i i disagree because she walks into a locker room full of fucking just like ball peen hammers and doesn't blink an eye (laughs) she knows her business because you know she's she grew up with the team so it doesn't even phase her like she's one of the boys yeah yeah she's not even she's like that is the biggest penis i've ever seen in my life she's like hey jim (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. Oh, she's smiling. She knows. <laughs> I don't know. But, I, mean, I think I think she does a pretty good job in the role. And 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 as stupid as it is, it doesn't really work out for her as a character. But I think she's actually making a lot of the right choices and decisions as an owner. I, I don't begrudge absolutely her really anything she does. No, yeah. she's making great. Those are Belichick like choices. Right. They are <laughs> absolutely. But even like, I mean, they're trying to show that you're like, oh, she's you know. Um, Dennis Quay gets hurt and she's like immediately on the phone. Be like, what quarterbacks are still available for agency right now? It's like every fucking team does that. Like right. that, that's not a cut yeah. thing at all. But oh, then, he's I mean, given so much to this team. Yeah. He's 38 and he sucks. We need somebody else to get in here right now. Next. Exactly. I mean, like the whole thing, like her whole plan is pretty sound. Like she, uh, this could be a little bit later on, but I mean, she wants to trade Dennis Quaid uh, because he's, you know, when he still has some value left, 
And then she's got to cut LT because no one wants a concussion case. And then he'll have no choice but to resign for less money. They got to dump L Cool J's contract in the off season. And then they're going to use his money to just resign Beeman. Like that's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's fucking hot. Like the NFL would love to have someone like that. Could you imagine if Cameron Diaz was an owner in the NFL, how many times do you think she'd be molested by Jerry Jones? Oh, my God. <laughs> right. How many times would the camera show her in, in the press box, too? It would be nonstop. It would just be, it would literally just be a, if you watch that game, it would just be a camera on her watching the game. So you'd watch her watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, I just have this image in my head of you being the guy in the closet with the fucking video camera. <laughs> like just the hero the hero because you know yeah yeah exactly that lady like everyone was like well done man well done <laughs> just i don't know why you're going to jail so i don't i mean definitely it's definitely gonna be me i'm a i'm a fo- i'm a photo enthusiast it some would say an artist yeah granted i did break an entering and this was not with her consent but it is art listen she gave me consent when she smiled at me that one time, and that's all I need. <laughs> when I said that one time, I meant the camera on TV. Yeah. We She's all know this. To me. Oh, my God. Your Honor, I rest my cases. <laughs> okay, and you're going to jail. For what? Get out of town. For what? I thought this was America. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What, you can't you can't videotape women without their consent anymore? Jeez. <laughs> so you're telling me that's illegal to Yeah. <laughs> what would George Washington say about this? <laughs> uh, all right, well the next yeah. game the sharks are down when a concussed LT makes a big sack for a turnover. Beeman comes in for the bench and breaks off a big run, followed by a montage of throwing up, big passes, and L Cool J sulking like a bitch. And Pacino yells at Beeman for ignoring his plays. I also love it. He's holding that thing like a loaf of bread. Yes. <laughs> Such an old man thing. I lo- yeah, I love how the announcers, one of the announcers is just take, literally taking belts of whiskey the whole time. Oliver Stone. Yeah, Oliver Stone. That was all, Oh, that was Oliver yeah. Stone. Yeah, you're right. I'm uh, pretty sure if you look. The other, the other like reporter was fucking um, Dr. Whatever from Scrubs. Yeah, John McKilly, McGillicuddy, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, he's, he's uh, Jim Rome in this. That's what they Jim based, Rome. That's what they base his character off of. Uh, Jim Rome is a piece of shit. Well, yeah, that's why he had that shitty goatee so, in this movie. So was he? He was a huge piece of shit. That character. Just, oh yeah. Oh my god. He played it really well. I mean, I fucking hated him. So he did. Yep. He did his job well. Agreed. And uh, so then he cue to another montage accompanied by a DMX song that we can't say on air. Great, great song though. <laughs> It's a fucking jam. It's on my workout playlist. Dude, they should have used Ja Rule. He'd been way better. It's murder! The fucking thing that made him fucking famous. And ja Rule wasn't around yet. It. Was he not? No, not. I don't think he was. Wait, that was, wasn't Ja Rule? That's DMX. No. It's DMX. Uh, oh, Bill. I, I have, no, oh, you should Bill. know this. He's in Maine right now. Yeah, apparently buying people's, uh, buying people's shit at grocery stores or something. Uh, 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 well, I don't know why I wasn't going there, but. Yeah. I really have in my notes, oh, Ja Rule. I thought it was Ja Rule. <laughs> ja Rule. <laughs> Why the fuck is DMX in Maine? He lives in Maine. He's from uh, there. D- sure. Is he really? <laughs> no. Could you imagine if he lived next to like, Stephen King or something? That'd be hilarious. Those that's two would be best yeah. friends. Yeah. That's, that was the inspiration for Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yikes. Uh, it would just be pictures of those two just like just petting corgis together. Like that would be it. <laughs> I think DMX is a soft side because let's just try to count how many times he's cried on stage. <laughs> That's just because he's un- he's just unstable. I don't understand. Why are you guys so familiar with DMX? I, I don't understand this at all. Because he was fucking hot shit back in the day, dude. I, I couldn't name a single one of his songs. Rough Riders yeah. Anthem. Yeah. Yes, of course. Oh, oh Bill. Uh, okay. You're lost. You're a lost, <laughs> you're a lost case. Lost cause. You couldn't. Yo, Nick. Yo, Taz. Whatever the fuck that thing is. Is that not Ja Rule? Is that Ja Rule? No, Ja Rule is always known because it's always, it's murder, and he's a very little man. Is it, yeah. Isn't Ja Rule the one that does the song with song with Ashanti? Yes. Is God it the damn it, that, we're fucking white. Isn't Tim? You don't, you don't know this one? It's oh, a great yeah. fucking track. Yeah, I know that one. How about this one? Yeah, I know that yep. one too. Yep. I don't know either of the, out of the, the titles. How about this one? Oh, wow. Oh, that's the best song yeah. out of the bunch. Oh, okay. Well, we were three for three. <laughs> you know DMX, Bill. Don't act like you don't know DMX when you I do. I mean, I'm, I am aware of his presence in the world. I know nothing about DMX. So when you say that he cries on stage, I'm, <laughs> I'm very confused. I don't like, how do you know so much about this person? What has Maine done to you? How white are you now? <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob Ross. Bob Ross was. Bob Ross was a fucking American legend. He Gangsta. coped with... Dude! Bill is essentially Norwegian now. <laughs> I'm like the Swedish, uh, Swedish, uh, not Swedish fish, Swedish chef. <laughs> Jesus, why is you're that a fucking Swedish fish, dude? Uh, Swedish uh, fish. You're all gummy. Oh my god, fish, just delicious sugary. candy, by you're the way. Fucking flopping right now. Get stuff uh, in your teeth, though. Yeah, like yeah. some other things. <laughs> Uh, well, just, what I wanted to just what say, though, which I think about this DMX song, going back to that, is I just love that it's like probably the most mismatched pairing of what you're seeing and what you're hearing. Because DMX is doing DMX things, and then you're just watching, like, Dennis Quaid in Apollo, YA title, looking like he's coaching Alabama in the 40s, Pacino squinting, James Woods just, like, creeping on cheerleaders. <laughs> it's just only white people that they're showing during it. It's hilarious. So is that what we're going to refer to certain subjects now as DMX things? Because I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I was going to say DMX things is because that's the most DMX song ever. There's literally not a single word that I could say aloud. <laughs> oh. All right, we're well, talking about a movie, game. aren't we? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> so Beeman uh, makes up his own play on a QB sneak where he explodes out of his shoes and does like three flips in the air for a game-winning touchdown. Well, he stares down Pacino. So was that where they did the touchdown where they do like the bomb and they throw the ball and everybody falls over? I think so. That was my favorite scene of the entire movie, just because celebrations aren't allowed anymore. I think they just brought him back last season. (gasps) What? Yeah. They're ridiculous again. That's true. um, So good. The St. Louis, the 99 St. Louis Rams stole that from this movie too. You know, the greatest show on turf. I do, I do. Mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't know that. I didn't know which one came first, though. I think this did because this movie was filmed in 
mid ninety eight, and then yeah, yeah like the Super Bowl is two thousand. Uh, so then you're at a fancy charity event with the Sharks donating two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the Dare program. As he cut to the bathroom with Ella Cool J snorting coke off a groupie's nipple while one of the wide receivers is getting the blumpkin. So how rich are you that you 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 drop some some coke onto a titty and then just sneeze it all off? Like I didn't snort anything. He sneezed all of it. Like, and then still goes back and just like motorboats it. Like, what the? The note I had was he's just mashing his face into it like razor cock and then sneezing all over this girl's titties. Ella <laughs> Cool J was from the suburbs. He does not do coke. You're doing it all wrong. You're supposed to snort it, not push it out of your nose. Oh my god! How about Dare? So what what a waste of a program that was. <laughs> Fucking wow. waste. Jesus Before Dare, I thought if you took drugs, you died. That's what I thought. I'm quoted in the newspaper saying that. You're quoted in the newspaper saying that? Yes. <laughs> I said I thought if you did drugs, you would just die. Yeah, Max's mom was quoted saying, if you tell him otherwise, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Wrong. She's like, I I looked, I worked long and hard for him to believe that. <laughs> So the so the bathroom scene with all the drugs. Uh, so Sam and I watched this entire movie together. Oh, she no. watched the whole she, movie. Oh, she fuck. did. I'll Why? tell you what. That scene was weird for both of us. That was just Why? that was just fucking uncomfortable. Because you both started thinking maybe a Blumpkin's in order. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, we should get some coke and you should uh, blow me on the toilet. Yeah, that was it. It spurred some conversations that were not received well. We're currently not on speaking <laughs> terms. I'm sure, you know, a little blow over. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Af- maybe after the baby, we'll do it then. <laughs> <laughs> so has a, has a Blumpkin ever happened without the assistance of illicit substances? That's what I want to no. know. No. Nope. Y- well, I, yes. Taking away any sort of, like, pay-for-play type stuff. I don't think you guys realize how desperate some, some very sad women can be. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, groupies mm. are pretty much hookers, right? Yeah, they're yeah. the same level. That's a pay-for-play thing. Yeah, yeah. they Somebody's get the uh, they get the autograph uh, inside, if you know what I mean. They're just trying to get that baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just doing it wrong though. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. So you hold on to it and then you spit it into a tube and then you know. That's true. Oh boy. Jam it up inside. Oh yeah. boy. John. John knows he's done it before. <laughs> Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> I keep squirting it in my butt and nothing happens. <laughs> it's terrible. That fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger movie just didn't work. Then I went to the yeah. doctor and they told me I couldn't get pregnant. <laughs> they said I was, that was a man. A, that was a And I was like, what do you mean Danny DeVito did it to Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, I seriously. Film. That was, These things have happened. That was the hottest day of my life when they told me I couldn't make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the, that's the first line of my autobiography. <laughs> Talk about inventing a religion. I mean, shit, you could do it that way. Yeah, I, I gave gave birth to Christ out of my asshole. Or Second I am coming. the child of myself. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> All right, well, a little bit later, Willie and his girlfriend get into a big fight and break up. I did think that this was a very well-acted scene. No, I did too. When they break yeah. up, I thought oh, yeah. the fox yeah. oh, was yeah. killing it. Oh yeah, even I through like, Jamie Fox was saying, Jamie Fox was saying a lot of things that a lot of guys want to say, but never <laughs> think. <laughs> they, go, they realize what the implications are. 
So Nikki was kind of watching this in passing, and that was the scene in which she actually stopped and watched it. And then, you know, I think he, she leaves, and he's like, go ahead, get out of your big-ass bitch. And she's like, whoa, wow. That was, that was harsh. He's like, yeah, he actually said it with some, like, you know, with some anger, too. I mean, I thought he did, he, yeah, he did a really good job. Those tend to be relationship enders. Yes. <laughs> Typically. Yes, yeah. So. Typically. <laughs> <laughs> John's like, really? I mean... wrong with this. So you guys are saying that no one's gotten a Blumpkin when you're not on cocaine and calling your significant other a big-ass bitch is a bad thing? <laughs> I mean, foreplay and role-playing is a big deal for the nerd community. Um, uh, I, I never quite saw the whole the big-ass bitch thing being quite so much an issue because it seems like certain mm-hmm. cultures revolve around giant asses, um, and I'm not talking about Brazil. Mm-hmm. The entire culture revolves around massive asses all up on the beach all the time, all the day, with anal floss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like a big booty? Come on. I mean, I think I think it really all comes down to the way you present it, though. Like if I mean, if you give like a damn girl, your ass is fucking fat. That's no girl's going to take that as a as a as a bad thing. But if you say, fuck you, bitch, you got a fucking fat ass. They're going to be like, fuck you. No way. Well, no, no, no. no, no, no. no. See, I don't know, Bill. I kind of like the second one better than the first one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Are you Jamie Foxx? That was like spot on. The first one, you would get a drink spilt on your head. I think the second one, you'd be like, (laughs) I'm listening. So slow it down a bit for like R and B, like oh yeah, you big ass bitch. Mm. Like if you just give it a little bit of pepper, a little bit of salt and pepper, dude, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Put some R Kelly on it. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna piss on you. Drip, drip, drip. Make it piss underage when you're at it. I piss on you. I piss in your food. <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. This is a good one. That is break it up, guys. <laughs> We gotta get a little loose. This is the things we need to do in order for the show to survive. <laughs> Where is Paco? Tell him to come in here and say something actually horrible. Paco is not invited on this episode because of the locker room scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine? No. How yes. Many Django Unchained. How many Django Unchained references? <laughs> Can I tell everybody a story? Sure. Okay. So uh, when I played football, when I was a wee little wee lad. In high school, we had a, a guy from on the team um, who had immigrated from sub-Saharan Africa, and he had a massive cock. I mean, this thing could shatter a fucking reinforced tempered glass window. I mean, it was <laughs> massive. So there was one day, like, we went through practice, like, full-pace drills, the whole bit, everybody's dying, and the coach's like, everybody take a knee. We all circle around the motherfucker, and we sit down, and he's like, all right. And so he talks. He's like, all right, so we got a bunch of uh, middle schoolers and uh, elementary schoolers coming in to meet you all. You know, you're all 5A. We're going to state championship. It's all good. They're going to be in the locker room after practice. Um, and uh, and like, let's just say his name was Alex. You're like, Alex, keep the hammer where it belongs. Like, <laughs> even the coach knew how massive this guy's fucking cock was. This thing, like, a cup couldn't hold it. Gonna scare the children with that thing. Exactly. I don't know why he was telling them to put it away. I mean, the kids need to see things like this. You want to be a man? You gotta be a man today. Look at this dick. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this this thing, flaccid, would just like curl to the left. Like it was. Oh god. <laughs> it's, it's imprinted in not your a, brain. It is not something that was a problem at Norwell High School, where there's literally just like acorns coming out of fucking <laughs> wiry pubes. <laughs> Irish, as, as far as the eye can see. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, this fucking, it was the hammer. So ball peen hammers. That's what I mean when I talk about that shit, because this mm, evil fucking hook rusty motherfucker. God damn. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on here. So uh, then you're on the flight to L.A. for the next game, and Pacino tries to relate to Beeman, but there's just way too big of a generation gap uh, because you got Pacino just saying, your dad died, right? Mine too. Yeah. WW2. Ugh. I love how he's like, you like jazz? <laughs> that's what all the that's what all the Negroes liked back in my day. That's what the colleges used to like, listen oh to in boy. my neighborhood. Yeah, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> you are a racist. <laughs> What'd you listen to? Trick Daddy. You know him? Yeah. You do? Yeah, sure. He's the one that goes, hello my baby, hello my honey, hello my ragtime girl. He's Charleston, right? Isn't that the racist frog that's all on Reddit or whatever now? It's been taken by the alt-right. Uh, no, that's Pepe. Yeah, that, that guy is like the WB. Yeah, WB frog. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. but different. I don't know. All, all the frogs, all the frogs look alike to me. So yeah. that's, that's okay. I, Nobody cares. Let's move into the scene that John's going to enjoy. So you get into the, the action-packed game three in L.A., which is fantastic. And, John, this is where you get that great Jim Brown line when he screams at the defense on the sidelines. Oh, it's so great. I and mean, he's just like, yo, I'm going to leave you on the side of the road. Gun it out. Like, man, thaws. He's like, coach, you're going to have a stroke. I don't get strokes, motherfucker. I give them. And then, <laughs> like, something, it. and something happens on the field, and, like, his whole body turns. I mean, he's just like, oh. I mean, the whole, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So it's such a great line. Good. <laughs> I can't tell you how many fucking football coaches I had that said the similar kind of shit, including the one who called me a pussy for not having a dip on the field. But <laughs> we used to, John used to say that shit in college too. Like we'd be taking shots. It's like, John, calm down. It's like, oh, I'll get strokes, motherfucker. I give them. <laughs> <laughs> Drink it. <laughs> oh my God. That gave me a great idea. It's exactly what we're doing for Ryan's fucking wedding. I'm going to scream that at him the entire time. <laughs> I'm going to drink that motherfucker under the ground now that I can actually do it, considering how much pain he caused an entire college campus for four <laughs> years. Yeah, he has a lot of self-infliction there. Yeah. So so Tim was mentioning how he thought it was outrageous the amount of times we see the Miami skyline. The thing that absolutely kills me is the amount of time that we spend watching a ball in flight. Like the slow-mo ball, like mm. perfect spiral with the sky in the background. It, this movie is two hours and 40 minutes or something like that. It would be under two hours if you just cut out all the fucking screen time of a ball flying through the air. <laughs> then this this game, game three, had like, I feel like 10 minutes of that. I could I was going out of my mind watching it with this. All the fucking cutscenes with panic exuding on the sideline. There's Willie Beeman throwing up on the foil. And they're like, oh, there's a ball in the air. Oh, there's a ball I in loved the it. air. Oh, that was great. Oh. And every time there's a ball in the air, it's like there's a tr- the transporter soundtrack crossed with like hardcore house music. Drop jams, dude. It's like that's what that's what Nikki said. She said this movie is like a jock jam soundtrack. I'm like, it is a jock jam soundtrack. This is the '90s, man. Dude, jock jams was the fucking left titty, dude. Oh my god. What is jock jams? What the fuck, Bill? Fuck you, Jesus Christ. First off, you asked the wrong question. Go back to fucking question. Mormon land in Salt Lake, all right, Bill? But they don't like good music. I can't drink hot drinks because it's against my religion. <laughs> I also don't know what Jock Jams is. 
I didn't say that, but I do agree. I don't know what Jock Jam says. <laughs> well, we're not going to explain that, but that was your first issue. Is one, you don't know what Jock Jams is. The second is you didn't ask what, about the left titty. It's very true. What's, what's with the left titty, John? Mm. It's the best titty. It's the titty that everybody always goes for. No matter what perspective you're looking for, you're going for the left titty when you're going for a feel. Why? Well, I mean, if you're a righty, you got to be, you know, you line up. It's going to be that left titty. Yeah. And then John, don't, from. Don't try and plaster your experience on. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that noise. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't like that at all. I'll do whatever titty I want. Go straight for the asshole. <laughs> yes. Uh, you ever see one wink at you before? It's I really unsettling. No, John. God no. damn it. Okay. John. Let's. I'm gonna move back. Just the one other line from Jim Brown in this. They'll they'll, they'll get John back on on track here. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. Getting back to it. So look, you know, Pacino. He goes off on him because the defense gives up a big play. And this is at the Brown. This is like a, literally a minute after Brown's freaking the fuck out, and then he just goes, "The fuck is wrong with you, man?" Oh, yeah. He's like, God, don't, don't fucking fix it. He actually, he broke into a little bit of uh, Scarface with that one. He did. You could hear it. <laughs> Just a little bit. What's <laughs> wrong with you, man? Sure. The fuck is wrong My with favorite you? thing about Jim Brown in this movie is that scene where the earlier where they're at the bar, like Al Pacino was trying, like that hooker was trying to get Al Pacino mm-hmm. to go home with her. And Jim Brown comes in with this swanky red satin blazer and nothing, no shirt on underneath and just like real nice curly chest hair puffing out of it. I was like, this is a boss. (laughs) (laughs) If I could ever pull that off, I mean, I don't know. My life would be changed for the better. Watching this movie with Sam, there was a lot of hilarious faces, but not a lot of commentary because I think she was in shock. Um, Game game three, this one that we're talking about right now, is the yeah. only time that she said something out loud. And she said all that she said was, This isn't what it's like on TV. And she seemed <laughs> deeply concerned. What, like when Beeman's thrown up in the in the uh, in the huddle and Ella Cool J goes, What you on your period, you anorectic motherfucker? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Things like that. Things like that. Yeah. He's an anatomy professor in this. <laughs> oh, I loved it. So, you know, the Sharks win, and they get to see the contrast of energy in the locker room between a win and a loss as these animals just let loose. I just love Madman. He's, like, so James Wood aside, he's my favorite fucking character. I mean, this guy is just built out of cinder blocks and just out of his fucking mind. Like, when his hands are up, he's just holding a middle finger with a giant bling ring. I don't agree with the Metallica as much. You could listen to much better metal than that, but, uh, I mean, I don't like the face paint. I wouldn't even say Metallica's, like, metal. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of like faux metal. You know it's I mean? it's hard rock. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's hard rock, yeah, and it's yeah. good. It's great shit. But this yeah. motherfucker, he's just like Napster, though. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. But I I I, 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 just, I just love fucking. I just love Madman in every way. Just like, Metallica's gone. I'm on so much steroids right now. It's fucking stick an IV up my ass. I'm fucking great. Alligators into the. A shower? How come I never thought of that? What a great prank that yeah. is. Where the fuck did he get the alligator from? It was a, it was a road game. He, where They're did California. he get an alligator from? They're that was my thing. They probably had it on the flight. Yeah, I'm not going to bring any Florida. bags. I'm just going to bring this gator with me. <laughs> I think it's I think it's perfectly plausible. He, he planned it out because only a fuck... I'm bringing an alligator up to Maine when I go see Bill next, <laughs> uh, next couple of Throw weeks. Throw it in the shower. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I love I love reptiles. That's fine with me. But it still isn't plausible. <laughs> I mean, this guy is metal enough that, you know, instead of having a gator shoes, he might have just had two alligators bite his feet and he just walked onto the airplane with them. 
<laughs> I mean, seriously, he's the hardest motherfucker in the entire movie, and I don't know who he is. I haven't looked up his name yet. He's got to be in something else, some other movie. But Andrew Brynayarski. Of course he's Polish. All right, fine. <laughs> and yeah, this is also when uh, Cameron Diaz just walks in and you know talks to Hammercock there for a minute, and then she goes over <laughs> to to uh, Jamie Fox, who has a tramp stamp tattoo, by the Jamie way, Fox. as a, yeah. as a classy gentleman will. <laughs> Yeah. So meanwhile, in the coach's office, LL's bitching about touches while Cap says that Beeman isn't doing his homework and doesn't give a gee whiz about anybody and uh, wants to make the plays himself while Eckhart is just disagreeing with them, saying that they won, they should do it more. I thought this was also, for some reason, I thought that was like an interesting scene too. This would never happen on the Patriots. Belichick would just be like, why are any of you talking to me? (laughs) You're all fired. I'm going to cut fired and cut them all. Yeah, they'd be the too gator. busy fucking working on deflating footballs for the next game. Uh, John, you shut your uh, goddamn that's, that's mouth. That's a hilarious joke, John. How about you fucking choke and die on your words? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm not mad. Uh, uh, oh, my God. I'm just going to start saying this every single time we record. It's great. I can feel how red your faces are from like across the country. <laughs> fine. I'm fine. No, totally you're not. Fine. No, you're not. How many vases are you throwing across the room now? <laughs> you're, I'm definitely going to need to use services, Tim. You're going to have to do some cleanup. <laughs> All right. I'll be up there. <laughs> um, so I think this is also right around the time that Matthew Modine calls out James Woods for, for a line about Cap's medical charts. And then... You get what I think is the best scene in this entire movie with the Willie Beeman MyPlex commercial. Willie Beeman, flex your chest with metrics. Ugh. Yeah, metrics. Is that what it is? Metrics, yeah. Metrics, okay. Maybe I didn't right. take I didn't take metrics when I played football. I did uh, no explode or something like that. And no explode? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's even illegal anymore. <laughs> there was another one I remember. It was another one I remember called Russian Bear, and it was in a locked glass case. It's... <laughs> GNC. <laughs> so can somebody all right, so so uh, Beeman comes in, they've lost two games or three games at that point, and they lose the game that he first comes into, and they lose a game after that. So they've lost something like four games. He's won two. They're somehow now in contention for like the top spot in the playoffs, and Beeman is doing commercials and music videos. How does this all yeah. happen in one season and actually make sense? So that, that's that's the biggest thing. It's like I think it's only like three games, right. and they're like one and two with him as a quarterback. <laughs> they win a game. They're like, we need to give him a multi million dollar contract with a music video right now. <laughs> I mean, even if you presume like that, there are games in between. They. They still lost something like four straight games. There's a there's a 0% chance that they are in the contention for the number one spot uh, in the playoffs. It's not the number one spot. I looked it up before, and I, I didn't write it down, because they were like 7-2 and two before they had a losing streak. So I think they are they have like nine wins. So they're looking at like a 10-6, and 9-7 season. So it's like that first late round in the playoffs. season when he comes in. Yeah. Oh my God! That even that makes it even worse. No, he comes in in like week fourteen. I was really assuming that this was like a two thousand one Tom Brady kind of situation where it's like two straight losses with the no. old courts. Oh my! No, they lose four. In, so the game that he comes in, that was their fourth straight loss. All the worse that Willie Beeman is like this this 
like world renowned star that everyone knows and loves. I don't care though. That music video is fucking hilarious, and the smile that Jimmy Fox makes at the end of the commercial is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Where he takes a little sip from the milkshake, the Metrix milkshake. Mmm, <laughs> mm, bitch. Mm. <laughs> All his teeth shining. <laughs> Just mm. <laughs> amazing. I love it. And even better, like, because they show later on, too. Like, I mean, that's going to be in, in part two, but, you know, Pacino's all, like, just downtrodden. And then he looks up at the video, and it's just fucking Jamie Foxx with his shirt off, flexing his pecs. He's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, someone get me a belt of booze now. <laughs> I have been for, like, the last week and a half, just, like, there's been random points in my day where I'm just like, Willie Beeman. <laughs> I make the girls dreaming. <laughs> This is what Nikki said. It's like, did they just say creaming? Ew. <laughs> this is a TV commercial. It's the 90s. Mm-hmm. We got a... Bill Clinton's our president. <laughs> Come on, this is normal. Anything <laughs> Yep. So a little bit later, James Woods and Cameron Diaz are doing some dirty backroom deals by fabricating the players' injuries to fit the direction of the team, which I feel like has definitely happened in real life with Jerry Jones on multiple occasions. Story happening right yeah. now in some NFL locker Not now. Jerry Jones specific. That Andrew is. Luck. <laughs> yeah. I bet Jim Ursa is literally going to cut Andrew Luck's head off and put it on Jacoby Brissett and be like, he came back. <laughs> no, you, you you killed both of them, Jim. Well, they look like this. I don't know. They look good to me. Granted, I've, I've taken well, 40 pills today. Right. I need to go talk to my friend, Mr. Pill. <laughs> Fucking Jim Ursa. Going on Twitter saying that he's been sober for 20 years and then literally getting a DUI that night. It's a power move. <laughs> yeah, celebrate, move. Max, you know? <laughs> what the fuck? Is this the, the guy, <laughs> John? Oh, that's the fucking guy. Ew. Dude, Andrew Brynarski. Uh, Andrew Brynarski. Okay, so um, the, the neck is big. Uh, he mm-hmm. was also in the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel. He was also he, in Street Fighter. Yeah. He really? also apparently pointed a gun in a movie at Bruce Willis. Hmm. Good for him. Yeah. So nice. uh he's massive. Uh I he was the he was the, the skin what the fuck's his name? You know Leatherface? The, Leatherface, yeah, he was fucking he was Leatherface. Leatherface. In two thousand three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that he's he's huge. Stocky enough. Yeah. Anyway. Scary movie. Yeah. But I feel like that, like this scene in this movie, though, is this is like where this shit actually does hold up with all the concussion cover-ups. Because they say LT's had three concussions in five months, and Cameron Diaz is like, can you get him to play? Immediately. Yeah. Ah, I mean, he's had three concussions in five months. I mean, that's kind of pushing it. Yeah, but we really, we're, we're getting a playoff push. Ah, uh, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, he goes, I'm... I'm not even like even I'm not a monster. <laughs> like, all right. Well, if you said you said it twice, so I guess I'll do it. And then, uh, yeah, this is followed up by another relevant scene of Beeman talking about the lack of diversity in the NFL front office while being interviewed pretty much by Jim Rome. You get the argument between Beeman and Pacino. Then it's with Pacino telling Beeman that he's gonna be starting cap if they make the playoffs. But uh, pretty much like the summary of the argument is Pacino telling Fox that he needs to lead the team. And, you know, he needs to stay in line. And Fox is saying that he's been getting fucked over his entire football life and he's going to do whatever he can before the Sharks use him like every other team. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it all boils down to him just screaming like, you're very young. 
but you're very stupid. And that's that's the argument. That's what I it mean, comes down to. It's he's he's not wrong though. I mean, like Willie Beeman's really really good. Like he's a talented athletic athlete, but he's not. He doesn't follow the plays. He's kind of a piece of shit to the rest of his teammates. And that like we we see that happen. Like come come uh come back to bite him later on. And like it, it kind of reaffirms what Al Pacino is saying here. He's not a leader. He's not somebody to be a quarterback. And that's why they got to go with cap. I th- I think that Al Pacino is a hundred percent in the right here. Yeah, but a thousand percent in the right. I don't know. I I also very much see Jamie Foxx's side. I mean, you know, he's talking about racism and placism, but you know, I see, I took a bribe from a guy I didn't even fucking know to go to a wedding and I dropped like five draft picks and, or five, you know, five rounds in the draft. And then it's pretty much like a Tebow thing. It's like they wanted to move me to a different position and then I fucked up my shoulder and I've been cut by, you know, four different teams. So fuck you for telling me what to do. I'm going to, I have my shot. I'm going to actually do what I fuck, you know, what I possibly can and not just be a company man and go back to the bench and just be irrelevant again. I mean, you can get where I, I can get where he's coming from. It's like, he's, I, he's, he's a talent and he's been used. He's been fucked over and used by every team he's ever been on. And well, every NFL player wants to play. I mean, I get that totally. Well, yeah, but he brings up the valid point that half his career is already yeah. over. So why should he even? It's like I need to, yeah, like I'm gonna get mine right now and get my, you know, get my dollars up. And by the time you fucking cut me or release me or put me on the IR, I'm gonna be worth ten times more than I was before I, co- I came onto this team. Yeah, but it's not like I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that his motivation isn't valid. And I guess I'm arguing semantics at that at this point because it's a fucking fictional character. But mm-hmm. uh, the the reason that the only reason he's getting benched is because he has this attitude. So he has this attitude that like eh. everyone's out to get him. So he's going to do whatever he wants. And then because he does whatever he wants, everyone's trying to everyone's out to get him like it's a self propeller or it's a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy kind of situation. Well, no, he doesn't have that. Everybody's coming after him. He has that the coach is coming after me and that all the white folk are coming after me and the whole bit. And yeah, his head gets really big, but then, you know, it, he learns It's all learning experience. He hasn't been in the situation before. So he goes to the next game and he gets a shit rock because his team, yeah. well, his own line won't block right. for him. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can, you can, I, I can definitely understand both sides of the, like, you know, it's a flip side of the coin there, but I mean, Pacino's got to start, cap regardless because he's loyal to him and he's won two you know two super bowls with him like it doesn't matter how well jamie fox played i don't know about that i mean he I says know in the beginning though i mean he's like you know i'll be good for the playoffs like all right yeah yeah he says that but i mean like if you if if jamie fox goes in there and just plays exactly like cap everyone loves him team included he's a super That's great true. team super great team player and there's no flaw nothing wrong with him at all you really right. think he's no? No, I retract that. You're right because he otherwise, why would he invite him to dinner? Right. If he was he's just to be like, you're not playing tomorrow. He he's try he's he's trying to to give this. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not uh, from like a, a wrong place, but he's trying to give this person some advice that he sees some real promise in. Yep. But you need to have that conflict so you can have that story arc, which will happen yeah. next week. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, won't, we don't even get week, to John. the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we can if you want. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's all right. Too, though, right. I mean, right. you know, Fox, he, again, like this is Jamie Fox before he was an Oscar winner, before he was a superstar actor. He was on like a sitcom and was like a stand-up comedian and done some stuff, but nothing 
compared to what he would become later. And I mean, he's like on par with Pacino in this in this scene. I mean, it would have been even it would have been so much better if Oliver Stone just didn't fucking do Oliver Stone stuff and had to throw in a billion cuts of stupid shit. Yes. Right? And just let them act. Jamie Foxx yeah. is a fantastic actor. It's a great scene. It's like, why it the is. fuck do you need to throw in all this, like, fucking Like the gladiator shit? stuff. Oh, God. Yes. It was. It was a good scene. There was a lot of, there was a lot of energy. There was a lot of, like, emotion in it. And then, like, you cut a thousand fucking times to, like, that gladiator movie or the skyline and storms and the gridiron and, like, Black and white Blumpkins. footage of football games. <laughs> <Blumpkins. laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing if that was one of the sh- one of the cuts. It's just that guy with his like bleary eyes just getting a blowjob. Because <laughs> you're a leader, and then Scott's just getting a blowjob on the fucking. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's because like I, like his whole analogy of this movie is that football players are the modern day gladiators that they like throw their bodies into the ring. And they come out washed up and pretty much like dead on the other end, and it's all for entertainment. Isn't that what like boxers are and fighters are? Well, like, yeah, there is but already it's... analogy to modern day gladiators. It's they're essentially still gladiators. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's just the way he's looking at football. And I don't know if it's just like he wanted to have a movie scene because Charles and Heston's in it later on that you had to show a Charles and Heston movie, or if that was just another thing. But like, he really that is the the, the like the biggest disappointment I think of this movie is like you had an, an awesome awesome scene with like two now like fucking a-list you know le- like legendary actors like one of them on his decline and one of them on the rise and you just throw in a bunch of like 1960s shit from like stupid movies and just kind of ruin the whole thing outside outside of planet of the apes i know nothing about charlton heston so i like him well that's the thing <laughs> is that was literally it was planet of the apes and then it was nra we're keeping all of our fully automatic weapons oh, yeah. that's 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 too bad yeah, because he realized what would happen if the apes took over. <laughs> <laughs> that should definitely be cut out because Why God knows how, how America would take that one. Filthy damn apes. <laughs> no, no. There's only one person that would take it the wrong way, and he's sometimes on the podcast. <laughs> Is he coming uh, back at any point? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, okay. Back, back to the show in which I'm wrapping it up. Woo! <laughs> so, seems like a good stopping point. We're going to call this halftime. We'll pick up on the second half of the movie to go along with trivia and questions next week. And there's a lot more cocaine-fueled fights to come. Yeah. Yeah. I- LL's cool, Jay. Fuck him. I- <laughs> I'm on team Jamie. That's just me. I think the boost started to kick in for John what? in the last, like, ten minutes. John, you if that is your genuine opinion, you and I are gonna have some fisticuffs next week. No, I mean, no, 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 Wait, wait, Bill, do you know who LL Cool J is? He's he's in this movie. <laughs> he's an actor, right? <laughs> he's an actor, exactly. Isn't he a running back? <laughs> okay. Look, Bill. I think you're making fun of me right now, and I don't think it's very nice. I think it's very rude. I don't appreciate that. Bill, I'm on, I'm on your team. I'm on your team. Of music. I'm on your what? team. I'm on your team. Max, you need to lay off him just a little bit. Just a hair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Well, the good thing is the show's over, so there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> so, seriously, has anybody <sighs> ever gotten a Blumpkin before? <laughs> no. 
I know me a girl either. that has given one. Ugh, that's a girl oh, I don't really. You're not your own. Oh, tell me, Bill. We need a name. Obviously, we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. Blape. Get the blowjob from the fat one. Blape went uh, pie diving. Okay. <laughs> what? Pie what diving. is pie diving? Use your imagination. It, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> Blape was rooting Blape. around down there like a truffle pig. <laughs> 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 that's the most fucking southern thing i've ever heard you say it's great oh i wish i could put that on the podcast no do it oh, do cold. it do it you gotta be able to cut it just so i will i will take out the contacts we'll be good that no that is solid gold that is solid gold <laughs> oh my we should God. wrap up the show yeah 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 <laughs> This so, was not our. This is not our best content. This was not our best, and lucky for us, we're gonna have to do it again next week. <laughs> to be honest, when I sat down and started in, to start watching this, I thought it was Friday Night Lights, and I was super excited <laughs> because Friday Night Lights is awesome. And I had it like literally about to press play on Friday Night Lights, and then I was like, actually, I don't think it's Friday Night Lights. So then I went back into the text, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> any even Sunday. I, it, I was the biggest like swing. Ever in my life, I was like, "God damn it!" I went from being very excited to really unpleasant. <laughs> this is the Friday is, Night Lights music. That is exactly what I thought. I was like, "Why is there tribal music playing right now?" This is the opening credits for a football movie. <laughs> this is about small town Texas football. Why are there so many black dicks in this? <laughs> I mean, I like it, but what's going on? <laughs> All right, let's show guys. That's the show. All right. <laughs> Yeah, if you like it, you know, you um, rain review, and we'll see you for part two soon. So, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Buckle up, folks. Fuck. Sacrament of Masturbator. <laughs> Are we good to stop recording now? Sure. Yeah, uh, why not? It's fucking hot. We were, mess. we were good to stop recording about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs>